Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Consequence Uncut, a series that gives listeners and readers a deeper dive into our features with major artists. For this episode, we are talking to Taika Waititi. I hate actor speak, and I never want to speak actor speak. So, like, you know, if I can avoid it, I do. I can, I can make it up. But also, again, I just want to demystify everything and make life easy for everyone when they're directing. Like, I'm just like, faster. Just do it faster, will you? And uh, that tends to take care of everything. I'm Mijan, lead podcast producer at Consequence. And I'm Liz Shanna Miller. I'm senior entertainment editor here at Consequence. So Liz, welcome back. Or welcome back to Liz sitting down with celebrities, which is always my favorite thing. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the general content of this podcast. uh, But it is, I do enjoy every once in a while, like, I talk to a lot of people, I have a very mm-hmm. wide range of folks, I from people you've never heard of before to the occasional person that you have heard of. <laughs> and I honestly, I enjoy both sides of it a lot. Like, I really mm-hmm. love getting to talk to relatively unknown people and get their stories. But sometimes it is kind of just, it's a kick to say, hey, you know, you, you've won an Oscar. That's cool. What's that like? What's it like to be you? <laughs> a literal question I asked Taika Waititi in this interview. I know, I know. And I feel like I, I have to say, I mean, this was my talking point for the end, but I, I have to say, you are one of the quickest people that I know. Um, you are step in step going back and forth with these jokes from Taika Waititi. It's impressive. It's humorful. You yes and everything and you stay on topic, which is amazing. That's very kind of you to say. I mean, I feel like if this is good advice for anyone out there listening uh, who does the occasional interview or wants mm-hmm. to do interviews, I feel like the the biggest thing I've learned is that for me personally, if I'm working off like a list of questions, I get nowhere. It's always a bad. It's always a bad interview. Yeah. The best interviews for me are ones where, you know, I have my topics. I always write. I have notes. I'm not like mm-hmm. doing this blind. Yeah. But I gen- and I, I'm usually and I'm always thinking very strategically about yeah. what I want to ask people about. Yeah. But it these are co- these are the best interviews are conversations. I feel. And if you are like engaging with the person and you're asking them questions, not based on your list, but based on what they just said, it tends to go a lot better. And it's if only mm-hmm. because they recognize the fact that you're talking to them like a person as opposed to an interview subject. I know. And I, I feel like there, there are a couple of moments where Taika's literally like, oh, wait, that, oh, that's a question. Oh, that's a question. Oh, why, thank you. You know, like, <laughs> which only makes me wonder what happens at these upfronts on a normal basis. But I'm sure that they're like, okay, I've talked about this 50 times and I think I can just move on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that, that's generally the interesting moment is when you ask them a question and you can, fi- you can tell by the look on their face that they haven't been asked it before. And that's always kind of what I hope for. <laughs> For the record, uh, you're, you're, it, it always, the, the signal to that, the, the verbal signal to that is if they say, that's an interesting question. 
that doesn't necessarily mean it's an interesting question. It oh. only means it's an interesting question because they haven't been asked it before and they don't have an immediate answer. <laughs> and saying the words, that's an interesting question, is a stalling tactic. And I know wow. this because I've actually been in situations where I've been interviewed for whatever reason. And I, mm-hmm. I have been asked a question I don't have an immediate answer for. And I'm like, Ooh. that's an interesting question. <laughs> The reason why we were so lucky to be talking to the one and only Taika Waititi is because there is a new film that's being released, Next Goal Wins. And Taika, as per usual, is both directing and acting in the film. He is. This is a project based on uh, a 2014 documentary, also called Next Goal Wins. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you'll hear Taika explain in the interview, he saw the documentary uh, thought thought it was interesting. And uh, he... Then went off and did a couple of Marvel movies, but he also <laughs> managed to he also managed to squeeze in uh, participate you know not participating he also managed to squeeze in getting this movie made and so it tells the story of the fo- the official football team of American Samoa which had a absolutely terrible record following a incredibly humiliating uh, appearance at the World Cup. Did you know that you could lose a uh, football game uh, by over 30 points? Because I did not until watching this movie. I did not either. And honestly, I mean, that is just like cruelty. And as someone that plays sports, I always feel like if I'm winning like full throttle, let's say like, you know, like you're basically at the end, I might give them a couple points, you know, or just like stop getting points because there's time at the end of the game. But apparently Australia was just like, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, I guess, like in a sport where uh, the the concept of a nil nil tie is quite common, mm-hmm. uh, just the opportunity to score thirty points <laughs> at a goal at, 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 at once, like that, just feels really exciting. I can't yeah. say I blame them. Like if I was just like, oh boy, I can just score another goal right now, that'll be fun. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I think that I think once it kept happening, I'm sure they were just like, okay, let's just see how far we can take this. But I, I do wish that they had just a little bit of self-restraint. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, like, it really is, um, I feel like it's a really uplifting story at the end of the day, just in terms of like, you know, uh, a country, you know, finally gaining its, you know, dignity back in, in terms of soccer. And I think it's also an interesting story because I feel like a lot of people don't know what American Samoa is. So, you know, any light that we can shine on its relationship to America, exactly what it is, the people that live there and give them a little bit more visibility. I'm, I'm really excited about that because it's, a, you know, it's, it's almost like our the other Puerto Rico. No, absolutely. And it's actually, I think, arguably one of the best qualities of the film is how much Taika Waititi puts into exploring the nature of American Samoa as a as a as a society. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like there's tons of wonderful cultural details. He has a real respect and affection for them uh, for for the people that mm. I think really carries through. And I think honestly is one of the best arguments for why an indigenous filmmaker was the right person to make this movie. And he also, you know, he does appear as a, in a small role as uh the priest, which <laughs> Uh, apparently he enjoys playing priests, which good for him. I, you know, find what you do, find what find what you w- want to do in this life and do it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he also confirms that. Uh, well, it's a bit of a spoiler for the interview, but he confirms that the priest he's playing is the same priest in his head 
that uh, appears in Hunt for the Wilder People. So that's a <laughs> that's a that's a little bit of a tie-in for anyone uh, for for fans of that film. Is he typecasting himself? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you'd think he'd know who to talk to about avoiding that, but you know. <laughs> I mean, he basically talked to himself as the director. <laughs> he does, in fact, take a moment in this interview to talk to himself as the director. He's a fun guy. It was a fun interview. I know. I mean, I mean, if if you ever just really want to sit back and just watch, you know, a character who is a character in real life, um, this is the interview for you. And I'm so glad that we got to have it. As soon as as soon as you sent me the ping saying like, hey, we might be able to do like a Taika Waititi consequence uncut. I was like, this has to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're going all out with it. We're going to have video from it as well on the website. It's going to be it's good. I, I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. I think there's there's some really good stuff in it. Awesome. Awesome. And speaking of checking out, the, taking a look at the article, you can check it out now on consequence.net with the, I don't know quite yet, actually, how we're doing the video, but we're going to have video. We're going to share, we, you're going to be able to see Taika say the words that you also are going to hear in this interview, but mm-hmm. it will be probably, the video will probably be much shorter. So you're yeah. getting the better end of the bargain here, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah because we get we get the full throttle and and then you can also then go watch it with liz in her fabulous apartment you know sitting on a couch hanging out with taika waititi like you uh, do <laughs> but before you go uh you know before you listen to the interview and before uh you go check out the article mijan has something he would like you to know about why thank you liz this month we're on a mission to spread the word about consequence uncut far and wide And you're our secret weapon. If you love our show as much as we like bringing it to you, we need you to hop over to Apple Podcasts and hit that follow button and leave us a review. Not only is it a quick and easy way for you to show us some support, it'll give you a chance to win some exclusive Consequence merch. So just head over to the link in our show notes and submit your info along with a screenshot, and we'll be shouting out the winners in December. So please make sure to do that as soon as possible. And now I'll turn it over to Liz and the enigmatic Taika Waititi for this interview. Please enjoy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, I'm Liz with Consequence. How are you doing today? Very good, thank you. I'm Taika Inconsequential. 
you're quite consequential, I think. Oh, I was fishing for that. Thank you. Well, um, to start off with, I'd love to know about how Next Goal Wins came together for you. How Next Goal Wins came to me and got a hold of me and captured my imagination. Well, yes. I watched the documentary in 2015, which I absolutely loved. And at the time, I wasn't really looking for anything to make. I just was shooting Hunt for the Wilder People, I thought. And then I was about to go away and take some time off and have my second child in Hawaii. When I was in Hawaii, I ended up meeting Jaya, the real-life Jaya, and the, the two guys, Steve and Mike, who made the documentary. And it just got me sort of thinking, well, maybe I could do this thing. And then I got Thor, and I just sort of gave that away and left that. Yeah, that was like, no, I'm not doing that. And so um, did Thor, did Jojo Rabbit, and then after that, I'd been away from New Zealand for like maybe six or seven years by then. And I felt like it's about time I went home and then had this opening of nothing to do. And the script for um, Next Goal Wins that, that Ian and I had written years ago and decided we should just do it. And so we shot that November 2019. You had a, some reshoots that happened a little later, and I, I know they happened for various reasons. Did you look at them as being kind of an advantage? They're always an advantage. I always try and work pickups into my schedules just because certain things, when you're, when you're editing, you realize, oh, maybe I should have changed this bit, or maybe like, yeah, we need to you know, have a little moment here between these characters and things, and then, yeah, and then I managed to put them in, in the pickups uh, or additional photography. And yeah, that was like, it's, it's just vital, and I've always done it, and I always will. Why is that? What is it simply just a matter of you don't necessarily know what you don't have until you you start editing? Yeah, I think a lot of times, I, but even now I say, we'll get that in pickups. Like we'll, <laughs> you know, I'm, I know already at, while I'm shooting, we'll figure that out and we'll come back for that in eight months. And that's just a way that I've always worked. It's also extremely normal <laughs> and, and, common, <laughs> and common for people to do the additional photography. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just, it's been instilled in me. I've, I've done it ever since my short films. And, um, and you just, you know, you try your hardest to get things when you're, um, you know, when you're shooting and you think your script is great, but you just never know if it's going to make perfect sense. And then sometimes you're there like, God, I wish I had a shot of someone picking up that cup. And that would, then the scene would make complete sense. And then you go, okay. And then you get it. And most of pickups, most of additional photography is that. It's just people getting shots of a map being opened. And, mm. uh, you know, or a wallet being snatched out of a pocket. And like just tiny little things so the audience is like, oh, I get it. That's a map. In the original con conception for the project, were you always playing a character in it? No, I mean, I always was going to play some kind of character because that's what I do, but um, I didn't know if it, what it would be. And then eventually, because all the other roles were taken, I just thought, oh, there was this idea for a priest. Maybe I'll do that. Also, I kind of partly wanted it. I just, you know, because I like playing priests because I find religion funny. And so, um, <laughs> so I just, like, oh, no, it's been a while since I've played a priest, so I'll do that again. And then uh, I only, re I didn't have any ideas for that character, so I just made him basically the same priest from Hunt for the Wilder People. Just, I, mean, I don't remember if they have the same character names, but we can just consider them kind of the same person. Just, yeah, priest, Hot Priest 1 and Hot Priest 2. The Hunt for Wilder People cinematic universe. Exactly. I think it's the same priest. I, like, I originally thought they were cousins or brothers. I think they're the same priest, and I think that Next Girl Wins happens before Hunt for the Wilder People. 
Oh, there, yeah, there you go. So there's narrative continuity there. In the in the Tigerverse timeline. So talk to me a little bit about playing a character in something you've, you're directing, because you, you just mentioned it's kind of your thing. Why why is that something you feel like is a, is your thing? In all honesty, and this is going to sound very arrogant, but I really think I'm real awesome. <laughs> and and um, I like watching myself in the edit. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate watching myself. I should really get a kick out of it. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's so funny. So that says probably a lot about me, you know. And uh, I just, uh, I'm probably my own biggest fan. I mean, that seems like a very healthy thing to be. I think that uh, the idea that I get to put this guy into my own films is like, what a stroke of luck. Because I know the guy. And I can just ask him. Just like that. Yeah. Without even opening my mouth. I'm going to ask him now. Yes, I will. (laughs) I feel like I've heard of other directors and other writers who said that... I haven't heard of any. I'm the only one. The only one in this room, certainly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Um, that's what I like. That's usually the case. (laughs) But I've heard of other writers and directors who did get into writing and directing because they wanted to act, and they were like, well, I've got to write my own stuff in order for that to happen. Right. I was an actor for many years. I was an actor. I've been been acting since I was about six years old, you see. And I've been treading the boards, doing theatre and writing comedy shows for many years until I became a filmmaker at the... Fresh age of 29 years old. And uh, Mm -hmm. at that point, I decided really to become a filmmaker because I was so bored with roles that were being offered to to audition for. And so I thought, if I become a filmmaker, I could put myself in anything I make and then play any role I want to play. Which really, when you think about it, was actually took even longer than if I would just kept auditioning because I had to become a filmmaker and get like a career, which took ages. (laughs) So... I went the kind of really long roundabout way of, of becoming an actor. But and now it seems like, you know, you, you're getting a lot more opportunities to act in things that you are not also directing. And, you know, what, like what has that. it been like? What was that again? I like that. Directing so hard and it takes so long and it's so stressful and you're just always anxious and you can't sleep. And it's just like, you know, you feel like it's just, you know, just imposter syndrome is, you know, all around you. And so... Um, coursing through your body and with acting all you have to do is turn up swing and swing onto the set in your little costume and your little bit of makeup on and then say some words you remembered or didn't remember if you're most actors and uh you know and then you get to go home and then you get to go into another movie you get to do like five of those a year whenever i'm, I'm really happy when actors become directors because then they know and then they come out and they i'm so sorry i have no idea how hard this was I mean, I feel like I've heard another benefit of becoming an actor who then goes on to direct is that you know how to speak actor. I don't know if I know how to speak actor because I grew up with friends and all we would say to each other was, that's shit, do it better. And um, I can't really say that to famous people because they get offended. The very sensitive people actors are in Hollywood. And I kept to sort of going, like, mm, well, remember your character was um, hurt, was heartbroken as a child, and like take that with you. Have you ever been heartbroken? Why don't you use that? I hate actor speak, and I never want to speak actor speak. So like, you know, if I can avoid it, I do. Um, I can, I can make it up, but also, again, I just want to demystify everything and make life easy for everyone when they're directing. Like, I'm just like faster just do it faster will you and uh that tends to take care of everything 
I was going to say, is that, that seems like a, at least a pretty straightforward... Well, when you, ta- when you do it faster, you're forgetting about all the crap that's in your head that you were thinking about last night, about like, oh, I think my cat... My, yeah, my character's got a nervous itch all the time, and I'm always going like this, and all these stupid tricks that actors use to make themselves look like interesting actors. But if you make someone do it f- super fast, they're just concentrating on that, and they forget all of the crap, and then you start getting a bit more, a, a more real version of the person and um, become more authentic. So do you find yourself like f- kind of, it sounds like you kind of find a middle ground between pure actor speak and this is shit, try something del- different. Yeah, a polite, more polite way of that was shit. And listen, I don't mind, you know, and I do a lot of notes around my characters and around moments and stuff and the kind of film speak way, like the, you know, like those sort of deeper thoughts on things of like, you know, this character here represents the mother and this character here represents this and life and death and all these things and, it's just that if you're an actor, you should go and think about that stuff for your character by yourself, but don't share it with me. None of my business, by the way. It's your character. So if you believe that you, you know, somehow you represent fire in this movie, cool. I just want <laughs> to see you do good acting. <laughs> Seems pretty straightforward. So I'm just kind of wildly curious about what it's like to be you right now. Do you feel you've got so much going on? You know, do and you know, you've got to do publicity for all the things you have going on. Like, do you feel torn between a lot of things, or do you feel like you're just generally pretty good at staying focused on what Pretty good. I'm pretty good at staying focused. There's a couple of things where I'm like, I wish I loved writing as much as I used to, you know, because it's like, it's just hard to type. <laughs> just to type and know that there's 80 more pages you've got to fill up. That's a hard thing, I think, nowadays, because I'm just like, Used to have a lot of patience when I had no job, but like now I've got a lot of jobs and not much time. So that's the hardest part. But I love having a lot of different projects on, and um, you know, and just sort of dipping in and out of them, and yeah, because each one gives me a different sort of excitement, and each one is also very different from the last. I've got things that are for kind of crazy, weird kids shows, and then you know, more serious things, and then like you know, our flag means death, which is a really special show. Interior Chinatown, which is something that you know we filmed in January, and that'll be coming out next year, and that's going to be amazing. And then Time Bandits, another show that I'm making with Jermaine. It means me and Jermaine get to work together again, and just all of these things that are special for their own reasons. I hate to ask this sort of question, but do you feel like if you had to pick one thing, you'd be able to? Uh, you mean like, and the last thing to ever make? Or just kind of what what kind of role would you take if if you had like if you like would you prefer would you if you had to stick to acting or you had yeah. to stick to directing or oh writing? okay great 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 um oh it's tough now see because like just because I because acting is such less so much less stress uh, yeah but directing I'm just more in control of everything and I'm just like you know I'm just such an influential spirit in the world of cinema uh but it's such stress to make a film i think probably directing because it's just you know i think i have a bit more fun also i just love building worlds and like creating these scenes and it feels that and in a way i get to act by showing people how i would do it (laughs) i like you know like being around actors makes me feel like i'm an actor and you can cast yourself if you ever need to and i can cast myself if i'm the boss that's exactly right Exactly right. I'm, I, then I choose directly.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.